The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. I'm Bakes, Kevin Baker. I'm going to teach you how to make money in up and down markets. Very few podcasters or coaches cover this. I'll show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses to make you a better investor. So once a week, you're going to know what's going on in the world and the stock market. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. Good morning. This is Bakes, Kevin Baker. It is Wednesday, 10 a.m., 1130, uh, November 30th. I uh, hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Chrissy, I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. You too, Bakes. Uh, thank you very much. Hey, uh, uh, the title of the show today is uh, Ark Investors Finally Jumping Ship. And there are three things that I look to to have a, a meaningful stock market bottom in. This is the first that I mentioned on a prior show, and I'll go through the other two to signify that we have a stock market bottom in. We don't have one yet, and I'll cover all the above. Uh, we'll open the mailbag. Tesla is a perennial favorite, and I've got new questions there. Elon gives us a lot of things to talk about all the time. Walmart, Amazon, we'll talk about uh, water, which is a new uh, uh, subject, which I'm glad we're branching out a little bit. We'll go through the portfolio. Uh, this is, uh, you know, our actual account, my wife and I, uh, outside of the retirement account, uh, we're up 3.26%, and the S&P is down 1663 and most are down much worse than that. So we're doing something right. We are uh, monitoring two new opportunities, and we'll talk about that as well. So, got a lot to cover. Uh, before I forget, uh, uh, please go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com. Please sign up for my free newsletter. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, please. And wherever you podcast, please uh, subscribe and share. Uh, follow me on your favorite social media where I break in with all the dynamic things that are going on. And you're smart people, but the lawyers tell me I have to say this. Uh, this is not financial advice. I obviously don't know your personal situation inside and out. So uh, my first take uh, uh, my name is Bakes, by the way. Uh, the uh, I came up with through a lot of years of work and and some recent work three reasons to to think that a meaningful stock market bottom is in, and and uh, uh, the first one and the one I wait the most, frankly, is my going through every ETF that's out there. So you don't have to do it. I put them all into my chart system and I go through. Everything, every market cap, every sector, every country, everything you can think about, long and short, I go through it and I look for opportunities. And that's completely different from what most professional money managers do. They put themselves in a box. You're an individual investor. You don't have to. And so I'm going to make sure you're on the right side of the market most of the time. And so far, we're doing that, which I'm very proud of. Uh, the second component, okay, the, of the three, of you know, is there a major stock market bottom is in uh, Cantro? Mike Cantrowitz at uh, at Piper Sandler has this very elegant framework he calls Hope H O P E, which is housing, orders, profits, and employment, and they they kind of cascade on the downside, and then they bottom, and then they go to the upside. Well. He retweeted a great tweet from Tavi Costa that we have here. Buying conditions for houses, the University of Michigan Index. Uh, and please go to the YouTube channel, but if you're walking the dog, this is certainly germane. 
uh, housing conditions for the, the, the conditions for buying a home are as bad as they've ever been. I mean, since the eighties. So when they had fifteen percent mortgage rates, we're here at six or seven percent mortgage rates, and uh, uh, the conditions for buying a house are absolutely dismal. That doesn't sound like we have a tremendous economic rebound and a resurgence in stocks coming anytime soon. So that's you know one indicator that caught my eye. And uh, I just wanted to pass it along to you. And I keep this pretty simple. I look at this every single day. This is uh, how I encapsulate the, the turning points of, of Cantro's HOPE framework. I look at anything to do with housing. This is Homes, H-O-M-Z. And it's the ETF that owns Home Depot, Lowe's, Toll Brothers, Lennar, Masco, anything you can think about that is responsible for a major part of the economy picking up uh, uh, housing. And this has not bottomed yet. Uh, I just, you know, my eye, I'm pretty good at this after all these years. The 200-day is still moving down. We're caught between this, this 28 and 35 level. I would doubt very seriously we break to the upside anytime soon. But if it does, I will change my tune entirely. But right now, this looks moribund at best. I think a breakdown through 28 is, is fairly likely. So when this starts to happen, I will alert you, and I'm probably going to have other sectors that make sense to, to take, pay attention to. But so far, two out of the three uh, uh, legs of the tripod, if you will, uh, are, are not there for a meaningful stock market bottom. Uh, the big one is the Bloomberg story that I posted here. Kathy Wood's arc sees the biggest monthly outflow in nearly a year. Uh, I can't believe it took this long. Uh, some fans are losing faith as flagship fund plunges 60% this year. So we're up beating the market by 20%, and she's down 4x what the stock market is. It's unbelievable. Um, arc sticks with pandemic favorite Zoom and Ginkgo Bioworks. Uh, uh, Ginkgo is a biotech burning money. Zoom used to be a growth stock. It's a, it grew 5% last quarter. It's hitting new lows today, 52-week lows. And uh, she's ridden it from 450 down to 70. My point being is that this is arguably the most overvalued speculative part of the market. When, when things were screaming to the upside, she brought in billions and billions of dollars, and investors flocked. And, of course, they buy after much of the move has already happened. And now they're finally saying, you know, Kathy incinerated my money for five years, and I've had it. And so I'm out. So this, this, this uh, first step towards capitulation, working the froth out of the system, uh, uh, you know, running for the hills, for, for lack of a better term, has finally started to happen. Because she was bringing in money very recently. I'm, I'm astonished by this. So now, this could just be a rotation out of technology, growth, high flyers, playing defense, or it could be a new bull market, what I see going on. J.C. Peretz has been talking about this a lot, that the bull market began in June, the new low list start, stopped expanding. I lean to the former, meaning that this is tech, this is like 2000. The tech bubble happens, the, 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 the dot-com boom, and everybody that uh, was, was up to their eyeballs in Cisco, I know I'm dating myself now, said, I got to get out of these 100 PE stocks and get into 
15 PE stocks. And that's why they took the hospitals up from four times EBITDA to seven times EBITDA, and we made a bunch of money in 2000. So I am still cautious, but I'm very nimble, as you will see in the portfolio section, and we'll go forward. So if you want to know when the stock market bottoms, I'm not going to get it to the dime, but I'll be really close and I'll be helpful in that regard for you, I hope. Please, uh, you know, I'll say it again. Please go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com. Please sign up for my free newsletter. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel and uh, podcast. Follow on your favorite social media. And again, this isn't financial advice. And please share this if you, if you think it's useful. And a lot of people are thinking it's useful. Uh, the mailbag gets, gets more and more full uh, every single day. There's a letter in your mailbox. You got mail. <laughs> nice work, Chrissy. Uh, Jason from California came in and said, Bakes, uh, you know, I've been a long-term fan of Tesla. Uh, obviously, the stock's weaker than it has been. Uh, what do you see going on? And, of course, the first thing I do is I pull up a chart. And uh, the stock's been cut in half uh, already. Uh, it went from, from – and Kathy Wood rode this up. I mean, it went from, from uh, 40 to 400. And, uh, but now those days are over. And uh, that's why I'm, I'm, you know, when I hear hold on for dear life, I kind of cringe because there isn't a stock out there that warrants that kind of uh, devotion, in my opinion. And Tesla certainly fits the bill. Uh, uh, it broke, to, and I, I put this out there in several different places. If it breaks 200, 163 is next. Well, we're standing at 182 right now, and this chart is clearly rolling over. You can see, I, what I'm realizing is that I see things, and I think everybody is with me, and I guess I needed a life because I spent too much time reading thousands of chart books. This chart is rolling over. It's bad news, period. End of discussion. And Musk may be a genius. Uh, he's certainly an eccentric genius, which is what they call billionaires. Otherwise, they call him crazy. But anyway, he was eccentric enough to, <laughs> to uh, pay $44 billion for Twitter, and he's spending a heck of a lot of time on Twitter, talking about Twitter, bashing Apple on Twitter, <laughs> bashing anybody who, who doesn't like him on Twitter. Uh, and it's obviously taking time uh, uh, and attention. So now, it may not be that bad for Tesla, but I certainly can't say that it's good having a distracted CEO. It just doesn't make any sense. It's, 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 it's ludicrous. He, for whatever reason, is alienating customers. He's picking fights. He is, is you know, ostracizing, uh, frankly, uh, left-wing uh, uh, uh uh, pundits and and actresses and what have you to the point that they're selling their cars. Uh, on top of that, you have a lot of his constituents who are tech bros, if you will, at Facebook, at DoorDash, which is just added to the to the list of layoffs. And those folks, their options are underwater. They're losing their jobs, and they're not going to be buying Teslas anytime soon. And uh, it just seems to me to be be cascading. China is a problem on two fronts. It's a problem in terms of production, where people are, are protesting in the streets, and uh, uh, production is hampered by the government, the communist government, uh, clamping down with, with zero uh, COVID demands. And also the demand for their vehicles are coming down. They're lowering prices in China. It's a big market for them, and it's uh, a continuing negative. Competition is getting better. The, the, the Ford F-150 gets good reviews. Rivian gets good reviews. 
and everybody and his brother is coming after. It's fun to go from zero to 70% market share. That's the fun part. The less fun part is when you're at 70% market share and everybody wants a piece of that. And they're coming after him and they're getting some of it. And, uh, you know, and it, this isn't the only problem. We're in a recession. Whether it's official or not, I don't care. It just makes sense that uh, uh, the economic activity has to decline when you raise interest rates this much and come off of these levels. And uh, valuation's a problem. Now, valuation alone is never the reason to, to avoid or get out of a name. It never is, in my opinion. Uh, but you've got uh, a 30 times – if they hit the, the earnings number for next year, we're at a 30 multiple right now. I think the chance of that number staying there is about zero. And I think just for valuation alone with market uh, – with multiple con- compression, you can get this cut in half again. So am I being vague? Uh, I'm not touching Tesla. Uh, we're short it through ARC. And uh, I really uh, uh, don't genuflect to Elon. And uh, if you like the car, great. Enjoy the car. But don't, don't uh, own the stock, in my opinion. Again, I don't know your, your ins and outs of, of your financial world. David from Florida called in, uh, emailed me, and uh, uh, asked about Walmart. And this was, was kind of interesting. This was around the same time that Share Scoops. Uh, a shout out to Gus Christensen, good friend of mine. He's been on the, the pod before. Uh, Shear Scoops is addressed to my people too, uh, young people in their 20s, 30s. He's got an ESG bent, uh, which you know I hope that I somehow dovetail with that and can combine the two so that you can invest the way you want to in terms of your conscience and your values, but also make money. And uh, I'm really trying to, to work to that end. But I, I would recommend Shear Scoops highly, and, uh, and, and Gus's work is, is very, very good. Uh, we're Walmart, after a, a horrible quarter, two quarters ago, has rebounded beautifully. Uh, and again, this is why I like charts so much. It's bounced back to this 153 level, this post-COVID uh, high where they gathered what many spilled. They could stay open. They, they had uh, uh, groceries, so they, they you know, were a magnet for, for money. And we've basically wedged our way back up to this. I don't like... Uh, I like stocks to go up in a staircase. You know, they build a base, good news comes out, it goes up, it builds another base for a while and continues to staircase up. And uh, I've got uh, hundreds of charts at home in my books that that show exactly how this happens. This is sort of wedging up and it it means to me that it's uh, sort of hiding buying, if you will. And I'll go into that a little bit more. Uh, I think we're likely going to stall here. So if you own it, I'd hold it, but I don't see a lot of upside in the near term. I think this 153 level is going to be pretty tough to break through, and it's maybe a recurring theme of this whole show. Uh, our, is the whole market turning from, from technology and growth and just playing defense? Is it a big... Uh, 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 enthusiasm for Walmart the stock, or is it just because it's not Apple that that it's going up? And I I kind of lean towards that latter uh, explanation as I as I mentioned before. Hank from Tennessee came in, and again, uh, uh, this is a something we've w- worked on a lot. Is Amazon? Uh, if you go to my website stockmarketauthority.com, you sign up for free. And I, I talk about how to sell. And this is 
the example that I use is, and it's it's uh, worked out even better than I could possibly imagine. Um, uh, the stock is now down to 93. We talked about it about 20, 30 points higher as a as a as a sell. Uh, we have this line that I've drawn across here, 101 resistance. Uh, I think it's going to be very hard for Amazon to get above that. And uh, Gus and Shares Groups talked about Walmart surpassing this, the market cap, the size of, of, of Amazon. And the, uh, the 25 multiple for Walmart, it's an 80 multiple plus for Amazon. That's part of it. But I just think the bloom is off the rose for technology high flyers, uh, and people are, are working down the S&P sheet a little bit and moving into other areas. So, I mean, we all use Amazon weekly, it seems like, and um, it's a great company. It's a great stock. I mean, it's not a good stock. So I want to kind of have those two things juxtaposed against one another. Uh, Dan from Massachusetts came in with a new one, and I like this because uh, I didn't I go through all the charts, but then I have to kind of go back and, and, and focus. And he talked about uh, Invesco Water Resources, PHO is the symbol. And uh, uh, obviously water is critical, and in many parts of the world it is, it is uh, uh, you know, very difficult to, to, uh, to have uh, uh, safe, clean water supplies, and, and a lot of these companies address those issues. Uh, I was drawn toward the fact that it is above the 200-day moving average, and it's between 49.76 and 54.73. So, Dan, I think you've got a good idea here. I will be concerned if it breaks down below that 49.76. Uh, look at your cost basis. If it ever says that you're down 15% from cost, I obviously shoot all of my uh, uh, losers like that. But uh, 54.73 is, is a big level. If you take that out to the upside with a big increase in volume, I think you've got something really good going on here. So I'm, uh, uh, I like it for now, and I dislike it uh, below 49.76, and I like it above 54.73. With a stock at 51 and change, I think you've got a, a winner in a, in a pretty tough market here. So I hope that's been helpful. And please keep firing uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly at me. I want to have all the ideas, all your questions. Argue with me if you want to, and we'll all get better, and we'll all make money, and we'll all have fun. So thanks for that. Uh, the portfolio is up next. And you know, I listen to more podcasts than anybody in the investing world, and I don't see anybody talking about actual accounts and actual portfolios and actual moves. And uh, so for better or worse, I do this. Uh, maybe it's just to keep myself honest, but I want to entice you to think differently and, and, and come into the fold and join us because, you know, my, my, one of the lines I use all the time is how to make money in up and down markets. And the pros have a really hard time doing this. The hedge funds have a hard time doing this. We're doing it. We're up 3.26% versus down 16.63% for the S&P. That's pretty good, I think. Um, we're short 56%, the, the ARCs and SPACs of the world. We're long uh, 11% in agriculture and small cap energy. And uh, we're 33% in cash. And in my Crush the Pros 
show, I talked about how they'll never do that. You can't go to the, the consultant or the pension committee and say, we can't find anything to buy right now. We're going to be 33% in cash. They're going to say, well, we're not going to pay you 75 basis points or whatever the fee is. So you have an advantage over the pros, and I want you to use it. And um, again, I go through thousands of charts, every ETF and other things every single month and often more often. Uh, I don't have anything new to buy yet. Uh, I will break in with new investment ideas as I see them. So please stay tuned and send your ideas as well. Again, I try to be uh, omnipresent, but I obviously can't be. But I will mention this. In my travels uh, around the chart book, I've come up with, and I can't believe I'm saying this, Argentina. Uh, Don't cry for me, Argentina. Uh, that's about a, you know as familiar as I am with Argentina at this moment. But I do know that this chart is starting to look very, very promising. Uh, between 30 and, and 3031, it looks like it is building one of those aforementioned bases. I am not, I don't own this right now. I'm looking at it carefully. I'm intrigued by the fact that, that the number one name is Mercado Libre, M-E-L-I, a sort of Amazon of Latin America, if you will, uh, which is a huge part of the index. The second one is, is YPF, a big oil and gas company. And the third one is, is uh, 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 the, uh, a major uh, uh, electricity provider, utility in, in, in the country. So, uh, and I thought about this on the drive over here. Uh, my Argentinian friends that are subscribers to the show, please weigh in. What are you seeing in the country, on the ground? Uh, try to help us out here. I'm going to be watching this going forward. I also, here's a little trick that I use and I suggest you do as well. Anytime I come up with a new theme that I'm looking at, I plug it into Google search. And then everything that the, the uh, internet has to offer, a lot of chaff, some wheat, comes back and says, here's what's going on with this ETF. Here's what's going on with Argentina. And you get clues as to things that bolster your thesis or take away from your thesis. And so I'm doing that. And uh, please stay tuned because I'm, I'm fascinated by this. Uh, th- these are kind of the... the uh, uh, off the beaten path, to put it mildly, ideas that we come up with, like uranium back in the day, that uh, you're not going to be uh, uh, seeing from CNBC, I don't think, but you'll get it from us, and hopefully you'll, you'll make some money uh, if this pans out. Again, have not pulled the trigger yet, and I am uh, watching very intently. Uh, next is healthcare, and it is the, uh, uh, the BlackRock Health Trust, the biggest names in this uh, ETF are UNH, United Healthcare. I talk in, in tickers, I'm sorry. Uh, United Health, J&J, uh, Lilly. There's two ways to take this, okay? That number that uh, healthcare is a great place to be. There's dynamic things going on, and you have to own healthcare. The other way to interpret is is that these are places to hide. You know, J&J, when we managed market-neutral money back in the great financial crisis, we would uh, find highly leveraged balance sheets to go short and, and, and uh, make money on those stocks going down, and you'd buy J&J to stay market-neutral because it's, it's tough to move that battleship around 
much, if at all. It was a way to not lose money. And I think that's maybe what's going on here. People are saying, I can't own Apple. I can't own Tesla. I'm going to be more defensive. I'm going to own places that are going to go down less and, and, and hide out there. So we'll see how this pans out. There are some things percolating in healthcare. Um, and I'll, I'm watching this 46 level, this line that I drew here. If you see a big breakout above 46, then I become more interested. But it's going to be hard to make a lot of money in, in uh, you know, the biggest HMO in the world, the biggest medical products company in the world, uh, etc. But uh, I take what the market gives me, and I don't try to bring too much of my bias to the table, although it's impossible to take it down to zero. Uh, and now we have much-needed levity. That's the show, folks, much-needed levity. Uh, my, uh, I hope you have a group chat where you know, good people in your life send you good stuff. And this is from my boys um, uh, that sent me this clip from, about David Seville. Uh, it's about five, six minutes long. It'll make you smile, make you tear up a little bit. I can be soft as church music sometimes. But uh, uh, he, he, he's a Down syndrome a young man who uh, uh, kicks off the interview with the only disability is a bad attitude. And uh, he is very uplifting. He is the equipment manager for the Clemson football team. And it is great work by him, by ESPN, from Dabo Sweeney, the, the, uh, the coach of, of Clemson. It is worthwhile. So please go into the description and uh, click on the link. It's five minutes of your time that's going to be very well spent. Give you a smile, and hopefully you think of me um, as, as the smile creeps across your face. So... Uh, please go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com. Please sign up for free for my newsletter. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel and podcast, wherever you podcast. Follow me on your favorite social media. Email me, bakes, at stockmarketauthority.com. My handle on Twitter is at bakestakes underscore. I want to hear from you. Thank you. Have a wonderful week. See you next time. Thanks. Keep smiling. I'm Bakes. This is the Stock Market Authority. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.